It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is a sports fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills, the mic alongside Joey Medora. We got you up until 7 o'clock today where it will be the Columbus Blue Jackets as they've got their pregame show kicking off. But the pregame show leading up until the Blue Jackets and the Toronto Maple Leafs will be the three, uh, the third game in that series as that's that play-in for the postseason for the NHL. It's 85 degrees and partly sunny outside here in southeast Ohio, 6.06 on the clock on this 6th day of august and joey we got baseball unfortunately we can't have the cincinnati reds on with you know the blue jackets coming up at seven o'clock it wouldn't be fair to play half that game or not even half the reds game and then go into the blue jackets as they enter into the postseason say, but, playoffs take precedent yeah playoffs do take precedent and uh we of course will update you if there's a change in the score of the cincinnati reds game but the reds of course falling uh and they will concede the ohio cup they'll try to get uh, at least a tie uh, in that four-game series, they had two games home. They've gone that second game away up in Cleveland. And currently right now until about 6-10 is where that first pitch is supposed to start. They're still warming up uh, over in Cleveland. But still, uh, Reds, bullpen issues again coming through. It was just a 2 nothing game. Offense didn't really come through yesterday, but uh, it was just... Cincinnati didn't have enough to get it done yesterday. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't blame too much on the bullpen. Uh, yeah, Antone... Came out in his first start, pitched four and a third, and only gave a couple hits. Unfortunately, with a one run, did come in to score. Four walks is really the issue, and uh, I saw what he said after the game. I mean, it was a solid performance for his uh, Major League debut, especially because you figured he was limited on the amount of pitches as most guys have in their first couple starts this year. But he got through four and a third, only allowing a run. He thought he could do better, but... I mean, then Lorenzen came and gave a couple base hits. Uh, Hernandez, Cesar Hernandez for the Indians, who's been their uh, most consistent hitter so far this year, got the RBI base knock into left field. Then it was just a really heads-up play there for Mercado on the on the double play ball as uh, Winker bluffed the throw over to first, thinking that he could get Mercado, you know, kind of caught up in between third and home. But Mercado, instead of stopping, he just bolted it all the way home, and Winker made a decent throw. The throw did beat Mercado, but it pulled him up the line a little bit, and the tag wasn't applied. But as you said... It, you can't win if you don't score runs, and uh, that was the issue last night. We talked about it yesterday. They haven't really been able to uh, put it all together when they get the offense going. They usually get a pretty solid start. The bullpen kind of implodes, or they have a game where the bullpen's pitch is solid. They don't give up any runs besides the one that Lorenzen gave up. Garrett came in and pitched a shot inning as well as a couple other guys, uh, but they, I believe they only had three hits last night, and uh, it's very tough to win a game only scoring three hits. It's impossible to win a game without scoring any runs. Akiyama with the hit, Castellanos with the hit. He's got a 12-game hitting streak right now. Castellanos. He's the only one. Yeah, uh, you know, swinging a hot stick early on for them. And uh, Jesse Winker is batting 143. Also picked up uh, another hit on the season. Uh, but of course, I mean, Mike Clevenger. He's a good pitcher, but I mean, he was not. He had a little bit of control issue entering into the game, but obviously that, well, really hasn't. So he still walked five guys. Walked five guys. Struck out four. Um, but he still gets the win uh, regardless. You know, didn't give up any runs, and that's what the most important thing at the end of the day is. But those five walks do have to be concerning if you're a Cleveland fan. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, you can't find too much fault in what Cleveland's done on the mound early on this year. Uh, just their their whole starting rotation's been solid. I mean, Bieber's been historically great in his first three starts. Clevenger's had a couple quality starts. Uh, Carrasco's been solid. They 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 just all pitch really well. And the issue for them has been swinging the bats. I mean, their bullpen's been lights out, too, for the most part. I mean, they came in yesterday and uh, didn't allow, I think only one hit was allowed in the bullpen uh, once Clevenger came out. So, you know, when you're pitching like that, when you have guys that can come out in the 7th, 8th, and ninth like that and not allow any base runners, keep the game pretty uh, pretty sure-handed. Brad Hand's been pretty good this year. I believe last night was his fourth save on the season. Yep. So... You know, the Cleveland's, they got a lot going for them. Uh, if they can figure the bats out, they definitely can compete with the Twins for uh, the division title. That's their problem, though. The Twins' lineup's just so deadly, and they can pretty much hit anybody, as you saw in the series. They didn't really have too much trouble with the Indians starting pitching, whereas Cleveland couldn't hit a lick against Minnesota. And uh, that's going to kind of be their uphill battle throughout this year. If they can figure out how to start swinging the bats, they'll be all right. But Cincinnati, uh, 
they're not three and six in games that are decided by three or less runs. I know they struggled mightily in one run games last year as two. So you know it, it's kind of been a trend with uh, with Bell as the manager that they're they just haven't been very good in close ball games, and that's something that needs to get fixed if they want to. Uh, push for one of these playoff spots this year. Well, taking a look at the AL Central right now, right? If we're talking about the Cleveland Indians, they're seven and six right now. They got another game coming up. Uh, first pitch should have been thrown about a minute ago, according to our clocks here, and looks like the game has started. Uh, of course, you can't do play-by-play remotely for you, but still, uh, Cleveland seven and six. Uh, we'll see what that result is at the end of today. But only three games back on the Minnesota Twins, and currently have that first wild card spot. Uh, in that division, they still got. Even though it's the top two that make it, uh, they still do have that uh, on the MLB website. When you're taking a look at the lists, they still have you know wild card games back, and they haven't adjusted it for the weird and wacky rules of 2020. Uh, but Cleveland still has that wild card spot. Take a look at the NL Central right now. The Cubs, uh, they've been hot. They're on a six-game winning streak right now. Uh, still a lot more season to go, but it's not as much a season as we used to have. But the Cubs are starting out hot. Milwaukee uh, four and five, and then Cincinnati at five and seven, five games back at the first spot. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that the Cubs are the best team in baseball right now. I mean, the Yankees are up there. I think they're only a half game worse at nine and two. Uh, but the Cubs have been playing extremely well right now. I can see they're nine and one in their last ten games, one six in a row. Uh, they're just playing. Really good baseball. I think uh, their only kind of question mark this year is where they had the starting pitching, and uh, it's been enough so far. And there's, it's, it's a star-studded lineup. Uh, I think people kind of forgot about him. I think they thought Joe Madden had a lot to do with uh, the success that they've had over the past few years. And once he left, they thought it would take a dive. But uh, David Ross has come in and not missed a beat, and that's unfortunate for Reds fans because, I mean, it looks like this Cubs team is gonna is gonna be an issue uh, if you want to try to grab the tops. If you want to try to win the division, and uh, you know, it, it's just such a division where it's so uh, jam-packed. Of course, teams like Milwaukee and St. Louis have missed games so far this year, so the, the standings are a little bit thrown off right now. But it's going to be it's going to be a cluster one through four. You know, the Pirates stink, uh, so you don't have to worry about them. But uh, yeah, Pittsburgh at three and ten right now, seven and a half back. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, not close right now. But St. Louis at two and three. Like, uh, there's a lot of games still be me- to be made up here. Yeah. Yeah, so it's tough to judge right now, but uh, it's gonna be it's it's not gonna be easy. Well, once they especially once they get into playing uh, strictly in division, those games are gonna be completely magnified in this season. And they got off to a rough start, losing two or three to the Cubs already. So something's got to change uh, with this team here. They just gotta they gotta figure out how to put it all together. I mean, they have games where they can hit three or four home runs, and the bats look hot, and they're scoring six, seven runs, but they end up losing nine to seven because they can't hold a lead late in ball games. And then they'll have a game like last night. They get a solid start out of a you know a debut pitcher. The bullpen holds up for the most part, besides the one run given up by Lorenzen, and you know they just can't they can't string together hits. They got one hit mm-hmm. off of. When Mike Clevenger came out, they got one hit through the back third of the game. Right. I mean, if you're going to get through, I mean, Clevenger's a good pitcher, right? But he was not the ace that he uh, you know, was shaping up. I mean, he's been a good pitcher for the past couple of years. But, you know, obviously this season it started out a little bit rocky. I mean, you got five guys walked. Like, you got to take advantage of the opportunities that you had, and Cincinnati just did not do that in, in yesterday's game. Yeah. Uh, but you, we were kind of talking about, you know, a lot of these games still do have to be made up. Do you think at the end of the year that MLB is going to have 60 games per team? Or are there going to be some teams that don't reach that 60 mark uh, and then the winning percentage and everything gets thrown off? Like what do you do when when you consider postseason play in regards to those kind of teams? I think they're going to find a way to make it up. Like Miami, of course, and Philly, they both missed those weekend games after a bunch of Miami guys tested positive. And what they did was they both played doubleheaders to uh, try to catch up on games. So I, I don't think it'll... I think they'll find a way to balance it out by the end of the season. I think they're going to make sure. I don't think they want to deal with that headache. There's already enough headaches to deal with this season. So uh, I don't think they want to deal with a team complaining about if they played 60, but another team played 55, and that's the reason they have a, a higher win percentage and it screws the team out of the playoffs. So I think they're going to do their best to make sure everybody plays 60 this year. Right. I mean, if we're taking a look at it, Miami's at 5-1 and one right now. They're leading the NL East. Now, they've only played six games, but Atlanta, who should be the division leader right now, is at eight and five. Uh, but they're only a half game back of Miami because of win percentage and, yeah. and of the sort. I mean, that'll sort itself out. Miami's yeah, it, it not go, Miami's not going to going to uh, stay at the top of that division, much like the Orioles are not going to stay in second place in the American League <laughs> East. 
Uh, well, somehow, I mean, Miami's winning games. But with the, the C team, yeah, yeah. Don't don't get me started. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> we, we could sweep the Rays, but we've gotten shut out back-to-back Marlins games when half their team tested positive for the virus. It, it kind of is remarkable, though. I don't know if you saw, like, the transaction roster or anything with Miami, but it looked like they just made, like, a million moves just to try to make a season happen. Yeah. Within the last couple of days, they signed veteran players. They called up some prospects. I mean, what Miami's doing right now to, to try and encounter the coronavirus uh, and still have a season, and they're still winning games. I mean, it's it's kind of cool. I, I mean, not for you, obviously, because that's the short <laughs> end of the stick for your team. But we we can lose every game the rest of the year. All I care. Well, you've already conceded. You, you want that first round pick? Yeah, Kumar Rocker, twenty one of the draft guy from Vanderbilt. But anyway, uh, yeah. So it, well, baseball is the only sport where you can kind of because it's it's really tough on guys, especially batters when they don't know what a pitcher has. You know, if they so most of the Marlins guys haven't seen major league action. They're coming up from the minors, and these guys in the majors haven't seen at bats against them. And uh, sometimes I can throw you off as a hitter, no matter, uh, no matter uh, how good the pitcher really is. Sometimes your first time or second time seeing him, you just struggle just because you don't know what he's going to bring. You don't know enough about the scouting report about him. And I think that's kind of what uh, Miami has benefited from. Now they're also playing an awful team, so that helps too. But. Right, but still, I mean, they got to go out there. They're still professional players, and, and they're winning ball games. Uh, but right now with Cincinnati, it's at the top of the first two outs. And with uh, Joey Votto at the plate, again, the Reds and the Cleveland Indians are playing right now, but we will not have that over the airwaves because we got a little bit of postseason. we got a couple games that matter right now with the Columbus Blue Jackets and Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Blue Jackets shutting out Toronto 2 to nothing in Game 1. Game 2 is a 3 nothing shutout loss. And then Game 3, of course, is tonight with the puck dropping at 8 o'clock. Series tied 1-1. It's a best of five. They win this one. They win tomorrow. And then the Blue Jackets find themselves in the nice spot into the postseason. Uh, however, if they lose tonight, the road gets a little bit more murkier as they try to get into the postseason with this uh, you know, round-robin type tournament. So, uh, of course, we're talking about the Reds here. Uh, in your opinion, when do you start hitting the panic button, right? Because I know it's still early, but at the same time, I mean, you know, the it it just hasn't been there, you know. We and we keep trying to pull him in on one thing. Oh, it's David Bell. Oh, it's the bullpen. But each night it seems like it's something different. I mean, last night it's just you couldn't hit a lick. That's why you couldn't win. Well, the one thing that I'm I'm kind of looking at, and I take a look at this roster, right? I mean, all right, you made the acquisition to get uh, Shogo Akiyama, and Akiyama's batting 206 as the leadoff guy. All right, so that that is what it is. And you but, know, you're expecting an adjustment to Major League Baseball with that. Right, it's his first season. But then again, like you don't see Mustakis in there because Mustakis, I think, uh, went on the IL w- with an injury. You know, like the, a couple of the pieces that you thought were going to be a big part of the team are not in there right now. Uh, as Joey Votto takes a walk, but now there's uh, top of the first two out and one on. But still, uh, you know, when you're anticipating, you spend all this money trying to upgrade your offense, upgrade the bullpen, so on and so forth. You know, you hope that they stay healthy. Uh, and I think right now the absence of Moustakis is really hurting the Cleveland, uh, well, hurting uh, the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, I mean, perhaps, but, you know, the, it's a tough season to try to use the, the, the guys being out excuse, right? Because, you know, you could have guys Everybody. at a time going yeah. out for uh, COVID or injuries or all, all other kind of things. I mean, you're you're five and seven, right? Uh, you know, that's it's not exactly an ideal start. They're four and six in their last ten. Um you know, they, the whole big thing about them was they were supposed to be able to, you know, steal some early wins, right, against Detroit because Detroit's not a very good team. And I believe, what, they went 3-3 three and three against Detroit? They they lost the first series 2-3, uh, and yeah. then I believe they took 2-3 of three the second time around. Yep. So, you know, it, it's just, it's tough. It's, it's tough, I mean, because you just thought that having those early games against Detroit would, would put you in a favorable spot to be maybe where the Cubs are, 10-2, and two, something like that. Uh, you know, obviously the Cubs series and the Indian series were going to be tough early on, but you had six games against a team that had, uh, what, the number th- number one pick last year, you know, and they didn't get extremely better. They were picked to, uh, I mean, them and the Royals are going to battle it out to see who was the worst in that division, and, you know, so that didn't happen for you, and if you run through their schedule, I mean, they got to play the Twins, they got to play, of course, all their division opponents, and it's a very tough division outside of Pittsburgh, uh, the White Sox have had a pretty good start to this season. I know people had some expectation for them this year. I still think they might be a year away from really reaching because a lot of their core guys are pretty young this season. But, uh, you know, that this this red schedule, it, it doesn't get too much easier 
coming up here, especially through the back half of the season. I mean, you have, we're pulling it up right now, you got the Brewers. That's not an easy series. No, but you really have to take advantage of Kansas City and the Pirates. Right, and the they, you, got, again. you got six there against Kansas City and the Pirates after that. You need to win. <laughs> Right. You know, because I'm, I'm going to say easier. four, but you got to win. I mean, realistically, you know, the Dodgers are sweeping Kansas City. The Dodgers sweeping the Pirates. You know what I mean? Uh, if you right. want to, uh, some people had, you know, aspiration to them making a run for this thing this year. Well, if you're struggling with Kansas City, uh, you know, that's probably going to, I don't Right. I mean, you have these lofty expectations if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan. And I'm not saying that those expectations were misplaced. You know, this is still a quality team out there. They just have yet to put everything together. Uh, but as we take a look, I mean, it does not get easier from this point forward. You know, you got to get through the Royals. You got to get through the Pirates. And you should come away with those uh, with with hopefully a handful of wins. Then you got the Cardinals, and you don't know what the Cardinals look like right now because with the Cardinals, I mean, they're coming back from COVID. Then you got another four-game series with the Brewers. Uh, then the Cubs again for four, and then St. Louis again. And that's just in August. And if you take a look and flip the month over to September, all right, you got the Pirates again, you got uh, Cubs. Uh, you got to capitalize where you can capitalize. I mean, and then you end with the Twins, which is not. About to say, those last yeah. nine games White Sox, Brewers, and Twins, that's, that, that's a not tough easy. stretch. Yeah. That is a very tough stretch if, if you're the, the Cincinnati Reds. But the encouraging thing is right now is you have the pitching, right? The starting pitching has been there, right? And that's. First and foremost, the most important thing right there. Because if you don't have the starting pitching, then you might be out of the game from the get-go. But you have the starting pitching. Your top three have been phenomenal. Uh, but now it's just what can you do when you hand it off towards your bullpen and can the bats stay alive? You know, But those are two big question marks right now for the Cincinnati Reds. Can you you know, score enough runs for your starters to actually give them the wins? And can your bullpen hold on to a lead? Yeah, and it's not like yesterday they didn't have opportunities to score. I mean, as you said, Clevenger walked five guys. They ran into a couple of double plays at times. Um, they ran into an out with runners on first and second, and with one out, someone got, I think it was Winker, got caught up in a rundown and got tagged out, and then all of a sudden there's two outs. Of course, runner on third at that point, but doesn't matter. Then next pitch to strike out and inning over. And against a team that can pitch like Cleveland, you just can't, you can't get, you cannot uh, run into outs. Uh, that's, that's pivotal because you're not going to get too many chances with runners on base. Uh, but they kind of did yesterday. They, they they did squander a few of them. And they did. And uh, Eugenio Suarez struck out swing and the top of the first. They go into the bottom of the first inning. We'll take a short break right here on the Sports Name. We've got a couple breaks to get through here before we send you to the Columbus Blue Jackets at 7 o'clock. We'll talk Reds and more as you're listening to the Sports Fan presented by JNK Contracting on 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. Wherever you are, be that change you feel that you don't see enough of. Your household, friends, job, or school could grow through your life. We need tough love, need kindness and care, conversations to understand each other, patience for these wounds, and day-by-day actions to love our brothers. No matter who you are, your life could shine a path. Be the change. Brought to you by spworklab.com. Cowboy. Oh, 
for the best in rock, grunge, metal, and whatever, join Sky. Ah, oh, what a good night. Every Wednesday and Thursday night at 10 till midnight on Power 105 with Full Throttle. Hey, hey guys, I'm loving Full Throttle tonight. I'm rocking, you're rocking, shoot sugar, everybody's rocking tonight. Brought to you by Avalanche Pizza, where every pizza is an adventure. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get your color your way. We've made it easier than ever to try and buy color. Preview paint colors in your home with our ColorSnap app. Then visit SWColorChips.com to have color chips delivered to your door for free. And when you're ready to paint, shop online. Then stop by your local Sherwin-Williams store for curbside pickup and get everything you need without leaving your car. And now a game of Commercial Chicken, brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. Hi! Um, guess we should talk about something. <laughs> How's the, um, vermicelli game in your town? Got any good Vietnamese restaurants? Vermicelli? Oh, it's a noodle. Very good. <gasps> Drivers who switch to Progressive can save big! Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And we're back inside on The Sports Fan right here. 970 WATH presented by JK Contracting. Bills on Mike alongside Joey Madure. And we got you up until 7 o'clock today. Finally, an hour sports fan. And we got more of those coming your way next week. Uh, however, you know, it's. Uh, Feels weird. It does. You know, it's, we, been a, it's been uh, a while. Yeah. I mean, since, you know, the Athens Sandlot would cut off a lot of sports fans and then uh, rolled into Reds uh, baseball. I mean, what we've had. I mean, I think this is only our third show in the last two weeks. I know. It's been weird. Uh, and a little bit of a scoring update right now. Jose Ramirez home run. Uh, that's his third on the season. And Cleveland takes a one to nothing lead over Cincinnati in the bottom of the first inning. Cleveland won, Cincinnati nothing. Uh, and again, that was Jose Ramirez as that game. Uh, first pitch was at 6-10. Looks like he got grooved a fastball. That's Yeah, I mean, we, we got that MLB uh, you know, pulled up in front of us. And... Right in the middle, uh, 98.5 mile per hour, four-seam fastball, right in the middle. Uh, I don't know if you can groove it up even better than that. But still, uh, we do have Columbus Blue Jackets coming your way at 7 o'clock. It'll be the Blue Jackets and Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, but still, you know, a lot of Cincinnati Reds talking. You want to jump in on the talk? Phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. Again, 740-592-6646. Call and be a part of the show. Uh, you know, it is a, uh, Cincinnati just has to figure it out. You know, that's just what it comes bottom line to. David Bell has got to get on them and, you know, get them going and performing at the way that they know that they can perform, you know, kind of meet those expectations that were set for them at the beginning of the year. Yeah, um, for sure. It's just, uh, the, the issue, of course, they're three and six so far in, uh, three run games or less this season. Uh, I know last year they had a, a, a horribly bad record in uh, one run games and you know if you win maybe 10, 10 of those games that you didn't uh, you're, you're in the you're in the race at the end of the season well because you know they weren't they didn't have a terrible record last year um, but yeah I you know my, my thing as a as a fan if you're a fan of the Reds my the question I'm kind of thinking about is you know the expectations were set so high so let, let's say they finish around 500 right you know around 30 and 30 maybe 31 29 they but I the only reason gets into the postseason though yeah, I mean it probably does, yeah. but do you feel as satisfied if you're a part of the expanded field as if you would have been, you know, if it was a if it was a regular season? Personally, no. I mean, if these expectations were laid out that you were going to be at the top of the division, win 90 games this year, you know, I would not feel satisfied if you finish 500 and still get into the postseason. You know, I I would want to go out, win the division, and do what everybody was was expected to do. Now, of course. You know, being here at Ohio, we have, we always anticipate. I think the in the Mid American Conference, Ohio has been uh, picked to win the MAC uh, for now two years in a row. And you know those expectations haven't been met. I mean, it's a tough expectation to meet. Uh, but still, if you're the Cincinnati Reds, you went out, you spent a lot of money in the postseason. Uh, you spent a lot of money in the off season, and you know you you got to get these guys up and going uh, to justify 
why the Reds went out and spent all the money on him. Uh, so to answer your question, no. I mean, I would not feel satisfied if you were second in a division or even in a wild card in the division. Because let's yeah. say the other two, I mean, if you can still get in if you're the third best in the NL Central through that wild card. Top two will go into the postseason, and then the wild card uh, gets to, you know, figure it out. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing if in, if in a you know, regular season you win 90 games, you grab a second wild card spot, you lose a wild card game, you get one shot, and you're, you're on the road. It's a tough game to win. You know what I mean? So you, you, you can live with that as a Reds fan because you weren't, uh, you know, it, it's improvement, right? And then you build on that the next year. Next year you go for the division. But uh, I think people thought that this format would really benefit the Reds. I think they thought the AL Central would be uh, pretty much a breeze for them outside of the Indians and Indians and Twins. Uh, and obviously they struggle with Detroit already. Uh, so, And I also think they thought they had the starting pitching that would be able to uh, win them a lot of games in this in this restart shortened season, which it should have. I mean, they've they've blown a lot of quality starts so far this year, uh, with and haven't gotten victories towards them. And I don't know. It's it's just I, my my take on it is, and I picked the Cubs to win the division when we did our our picks. Uh, you know, back uh, a couple t- couple Thursdays. Right, whenever it was. So I think whoops, Thursday before I... the season started is yeah. when we did it, and um, you know I. I'm just really confused where everybody thought the Cubs went because <laughs> they didn't lose anybody. They lost their manager, of course, and, of course, that's a big deal. You know, manager is very important in baseball. Uh, they, they make all the decisions. It's like a chess match between right. managers. I think that's why a lot of people enjoy the game so much because every little move matters so much. But it's just like the talent on that team uh, is, is deep, and uh, they're showing you so far this year because, you know, they're in a groove right now early on. No, they are in that groove, and, you know, I forget, where did I put the Cubs? Did I put the Cubs two or three? I believe you said second. Second. I mean, all right. So I hope you that, did anyway. I, I hope I did, too. <laughs> <laughs> I got the paper back in, uh, back in the production room, uh, and we, we can go through that and, and figure it out. I think at the end of the year, we've got to find the sports fan that we you know, put these all guesses on and actually see how many we hit on them. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, I think people worry about their, you know, the starting rotation, uh, but uh, Chatwood's got a point seven. Point seven one ERA. Darvis is pitching good, 2.12. Kyle Hendricks, he had the complete game in his first start. He's got a 3.54 ERA. The, the, the starters have been solid for the Cubs so far this year. And, you know, like most teams, the bats have taken a little bit longer to wake up, although Contreras has gotten off to a good start, batting 308. Ian Happ's batting 294. Uh, you got Rizzo and Baez both in the 250s. It's going to take time for these guys to get going. But, I mean, if you just look through that lineup, man, you know, six of the nine guys are just studs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Cubs are a good team. They made it out to, uh, what was it, 2016 that they won the, the World Series? 2016 yeah, that after right. the After the Royals. And then 17 was who? Was that the Astros in 17? I can't remember. I believe so. Our My freshman year here, the Sox won it. That would have been 18. Yeah. Yeah. So 17 Astros, 18 with the uh, Red Sox. And Dodgers. And then Red Sox beat the Dodgers. Right. Well, the Dodgers didn't win, but Red, yeah, Red Sox and Dodgers. And, uh, of course, last year with Washington Nationals uh, winning the World Series. Uh, but still, you know, I mean, Cincinnati still has it all there in front of them. You know, I don't think it's time to hit that panic button yet. There's still a lot more games left to play. And, you know, it, that's all contingent on if they continue to play. You know, I, I know the outbreak in Miami, the outbreak... Uh, with the Cardinals, but they did change their protocols, right? So they they dealt with the change, uh, but Major League Baseball, you know, mandating that players and staff wear face coverings at all time, including in the dugouts and the bullpens, except for players on the field to play. Uh, They sent a memo out to teams Wednesday outlining changes to the 2020 operations manual after outbreaks, of course, with the Marlins and the Cardinals. That led to 21 postponements in the first two weeks. Yeah. And when you're talking about a 60-game season, you're postponing you know, 21 games. That's a lot of games there. Here's the thing about it, too, right? And obviously, uh, they need to take the virus seriously because they don't want to spread it to families and get it outside of baseball players or whatever. But the punishment is they can be suspended from the 2020 season. Right. They're going to be banned and from the season and the postseason if they don't follow the protocols. Yeah. I mean, you got to be harsh about it for sure. But what, what I feel like we're not looking at enough, right, these are two or three teams that have had some guys test positive. Of course, the Marlins was the biggest outbreak. There's 30 teams in the league. Right. Two of 30. That means 28 teams are doing the right thing and the guys aren't getting the virus. You know what I mean? I, right. I don't feel like we focus on that enough. We, we wanna, we're we so quick to push the panic button about everything. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the other concern, I guess, was with the Phillies because the Phillies also had a couple postponements, but they tested negative, you know, repeatedly. Right, and they uh, did it, was, it only because the Marlins were, were in the same ballpark. Right. But somebody on the visiting, uh, it was uh, somebody who works for the Phillies that works in the visiting team. Yeah. Uh, you know, not dugout, but the... Uh, clubhouse. Yeah, the yes. clubhouse, yeah. Uh, and, and they tested positive, but that was the only person who did... And the rest of the team was fine, and they resumed play, uh, which has been good. But they had to make up all those doubleheaders against the Yankees. Yeah. Um, so they got to pile on and pile on and keep on going until they find, uh, really, you know, what uh, what works. But you know, that's the uh, that's the new rule. You know, that they are willing to ban people from the uh, 2020 season and postseason if they do not follow the rules and regulations set forth uh, in regard to coronavirus. Yeah, and it, I mean, of course you've seen some guys, uh, they wear masks while they're playing, too. I mean, you'll see catchers who have to wear, you know, a, a mask. Oh, mask. You have to wear a face mask anyway, yeah. uh, but they'll be having a mask underneath it. So wear your mask, right? They can do it while you're playing baseball. So when you're going around the community, wear yours. Yep, and of Trust course, me, you'll be all right. I guess at this time, it's nice to, to plug the, the free COVID testing that's happening from 1 to 6 uh, over at the Athens High School. I think there is a form to fill out. Uh, that way you can be ahead of the schedule and be uh, ahead of the curve when you go there. Um, but the COVID-19 testing pop-up site details, it's a drive through service. You can enter only through Johnson Road. You can exit on Elm Street. Uh, there will be a, a nasal swab for ages 18 and up, and interior nasal swab for ages 1 through 17. Uh, they do encourage people to fill out registration forms beforehand, Forms are found on the website, AthensPublicHealth.org, on COVID-19 page, and they will have the forms on site as well. Uh, first come, first serve. Walkers and bikers are welcome. It's a free service, and you do not need to be an Athens County resident. There's no criteria for being tested. They encourage you to wear your mask when you go to get tested, and, of course, as it's a school ground, no smoking is permitted on school grounds, no public restroom available, and the National Guard will be administering tests. But again, that's at Athens High School. It's one high school road in the Plains, Ohio, 45780 uh, for Athens High School. Uh, again, with that free COVID testing. So stay safe, stay healthy, and then as soon as we get that back up in order, hopefully we'll have OHSAA uh, football and other sports happening this fall too because that's another thing that we really haven't been talking about. Of course, we've been touching on it uh, from show to show when we've had one, but still, uh, you know, the difference right now, OHSAA in, in high school levels, uh, you know, there's a lot of ambi- ambiguity. Or what, what, what's the word I'm looking for there? I think ambiguity is what you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, it's ambiguous. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of, it, it's ambiguous as to what uh, could happen, you know. So we, we just stay safe, stay healthy, and then hopefully, you know, you have the high school sports coming back. And you know, we were listening over into the, uh, the party line, what was it, last week on uh, the 27th, when Gibbs was on with uh, Palmer on the party line, and you know he was kind of explaining, listen, you know if these kids are not at high school level, if they're not, uh, you know, going through uh, and participating in sports of the high school, they would go and participate through other means outside of the high school realm, which might not get them uh, the safe and healthy testing and protocols that might be necessary uh, to stay healthy. So they think that the high school can do a better job at keeping the kids safe. Than it would be for travel teams or some uh, or another team. Just imagine like a, a right. fall football travel team if we didn't have school. I'm sure someone would try to start it. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if uh, a bunch of the schools started shutting down around here. And it, it's a good point. Like when we had Michael Roth on last week, he talked about it. You know, these basketball kids they cancel winter sports. They're gonna they're gonna make the leagues and play each other. Still, they're still gonna find a way. I mean, look how quick the Athens Sandlot thing started up. Right. It's just one coach wanted to play some baseball, and then, you know, a bunch of other teams agreed, and they put a league together. They played in some tournaments. I mean, they're going to figure out ways to do it. And when you're doing it like that, you don't have a school system's, you know, backing to kind of make sure everyone stays safe. Whereas if you keep it within, you know, high school, uh, you know, keep it within the school districts, you know, you have restrictions on maybe the amount of people there. Everybody has to be spread out. You just put seating six feet apart or things like that. I mean, what? We'll see. I mean, we all we all want to see high school football this year, especially around here. I think the TVC Ohio and TVC Hawking are going to both be uh, uh, more up in the air than they've been in past years, especially the Hawking because, uh, you know, Trimble lost uh, a heck of a senior class last year. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, we, we know they're always going to be competitive, 
but uh, Waterford's going to be up there, and Eastern's coming off their first playoff appearance in, what, what was it, like 18 years or something? It was like 2002 was the last time? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, they made the playoffs, and they got both of their uh, star running backs coming back this year, so that's going to be interesting. And then the Ohio, I don't know about you, man. I, I really don't know what to expect. Um, I My gut tells me, because Athens will have the best player in the conference, that they will be one of the better teams. But uh, I don't know, man. It's it, it's tough. And you know, I mean, that's not always the case. I mean, you can have the best players ever, but still, uh, anybody I mean, can beat you. I had the best day. player in the conference for four years, and uh, I mean, of course, they won the title last year, but you know, right. they, they they didn't have the the same success they had as in the earlier 2010s. Right. But I mean, we'll have to uh, you know wait and see. I mean, it's crazy to think, right? As we're sitting here on the sixth of August. That in about three weeks, we're going to have some high school football if nothing changes with the OHSAA. That's right. Athens is supposed to be playing Waverly. Yeah, Athens, Waverly, and I think that's the uh, the 28th. So about a, a three weeks from today. We'll be back in class, man. Oh, Jesus. Uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. I don't want to talk about it. This, that phase one, right? I mean, we haven't left here since the beginning of everything, uh, but still. I um, mean, it's online, so. Yeah, it's, it's online. Be uh, sitting in my living room doing some. <laughs> yeah. Uh, t- marketing or something. I don't even know what my classes are. Some Spanish. Yeah, whatever it may be. we got to take another break. A little uh, game update right now between the Cleveland Indians and the Cincinnati Reds. They're on the top of the second. One-two count to Kyle Farmer. Two down and a runner on second base. Jesse Winker with a double. But the Reds still trail the Indians by a score of one to nothing. That was a home run off the bat of uh, Jose Ramirez for the Cleveland Indians. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Sportsman on 970 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. Good work takes hard work. Acre after acre, year after year, since 1916, durable Gravely tractors, mowers, and equipment are still working hard. Since 1948, Gravely has been working hard at Wakefield Garage, located one mile east of Albany. See the line of zero turns, stand on, walk behind mowers, and get your next hard-working, extremely durable Gravely at Wakefield Garage. Wakefield's also has complete service on riding and push mowers and blade sharpening. Wakefield Garage, 3747 and Low Road, 740-593-3815. Gravely Equipment built around you. Hi, I'm Sky Hope, and during this pandemic, Precision Imprint is still in business, and they're printing masks. Precision Imprint can take care of all your screen printing and embroidery needs, and they also have t-shirts for employee identification and business promotion. They've been printing locally in Athens, Ohio since 1988 and remain committed to this community. Call for an appointment at 740-592-5916 or email precisionimprint at gmail.com. You can also visit their website at precisionimprint.com. Because of Athens Casa, a local foster child will have stability and comfort during a time when their world feels unpredictable. Casa needs your help to make sure that every child has the advocate they need. For just $35, you can support the local court-appointed special advocates and the children they serve when you sign up for the Virtual Superhero 5K, taking place on September 4th, 5th, and 6th. Learn more at AthensCasa.org superhero. Ready to check home ownership off your bucket list, but worried you can't afford it? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency is here to help. We offer down payment assistance and discounted interest rates to recent Ohio college grads, teachers, nurses, veterans, and more. Not a first-time home buyer? We've got a program for you, too. Find out if you qualify at myohiohome.org. That's myohiohome.org. Home ownership. It's within reach. Sponsored by the Ohio Housing Finance Agency. Aired by the OAB and this station. Local teams. Local opinions. The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And back inside for the Sports Fan. Mills and Mike alongside Joey Medor. 644 on the clock. And still temperatures right here in southeast Ohio. 84 degrees and partly sunny. Seems like a great day for baseball, and baseball is underway up in Cleveland. Again, the Cleveland Indians have the lead over the Cincinnati Reds and looking to secure the Ohio Cup outright uh, with a third victory in this home-and-home series. Uh, Two games over at Cincinnati, two games up in Cleveland, and currently Cleveland leads the series 2-1. to But uh, right now, of course, over at 7 o'clock, it'll be the pregame show for the Columbus Blue Jackets, Blue Jackets, Toronto Maple Leafs, puck drops at 8 o'clock, and you can hear that right here on 970 WATH, starting, of course, at 7. But as of right now, we've been talking a lot about the virus and how it affects a lot of people around this area, sports-wise. 
Uh, and in the Mid-American Conference right now, I saw a message out from Toledo. It was a pretty well-worded message. Uh, but the Toledo Rockets have reached out to those who have already bought tickets, season tickets, and have asked if they could, well, really, basically uh, keep the money. Uh, but it was a nicer wording than that. But they said uh, instead of getting a refund, if people would consider uh, you know, donating the money for the college to help offset the cost of uh, really everything that, that they lost, yeah. which I don't think it's a terrible idea. You know, uh-huh. I, I think this is a... If if people were willing to spend the money originally, right. and people really wanted to, you know, go out to the game, support the team, which is what it is in the Mid American Conference, I, I don't see this as a big issue as saying, you know, hey, you know, take the donation, um, and then maybe they turn it into some kind of credit for next year. Yeah, uh, I will say this, uh, and obviously money is kind of a it's a touch top topic these days. Some people have been put out of work from the virus and things like that, um, but. You know, if you're a devout uh, Toledo Rockets fan, or if any other team decides to do any other college team decides to do this, I think it's a pretty good idea. Um, if you want to see them continue to have a program, you, you definitely want to think about um, uh, doing something like that because I don't think people quite are get like I don't think people are quite understanding this. If the, if if schools like the MAC don't get to play sports, man. Their program, a lot of programs are going to get lost, and including the big ones, football, basketball. I know some people think they're untouchable, but you know, Connor, you took sports management. You know, these you start as a deficit, at a deficit as an athletic program. Right. And we do have a call on the line. Caller, you're on the sports fan. Welcome on. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about high school sports and stuff. Yeah. I know we're, like, we're, wait, we're waiting on OSHA and, you know, like the govern, governor and stuff. Right. But then it all boils down. It, it, it's up to the, uh, the school board if uh, high schools can go ahead and play. So right. some are talking, you know, if you don't go to school, then you're not playing sports. So that's going to be the big factor right there. I mean, I think the OSHA and the governor's going to let them play, but then will the school board let them play? Well, as of right now, I think Athens, you know, the high school will allow, you know, the, the kids to play. Um, so right. even though that they're not, and I think Gibbs recommended that they were going to have remote learning up until a certain point in the year. So people will not physically be in class, but they'll be learning remotely, and then the athletes would then go to the you know, practice facilities or, or what have you, and it'll be a smaller you know, group of people to try to contain uh, rather than you know, the entire school coming back. Right, but I know that's what happens, but in some schools they're talking about you know, maybe not letting the kids you know, play sports if they're not going to school. So... Um, that's still a factor in this a little bit, I think. Yeah, so, I, yeah, yeah. I agree with you for sure, especially you know when you get bigger schools in different areas, and you know, of course, we we see this with college teams. Some teams are going to decide to you know not play certain schools or go to certain places, and they can you know very easily just schedule another school to play. It's a, it's a lot tougher for uh, you know high schools if a team backs out to try to find a different opponent to play that week and you know of course every game matters in high school football when it comes to playoffs and things like that sometimes if you miss a game it can it can ruin you know your points and where you stand when it comes to the end of, and making the playoffs and stuff like that so if if schools start backing out and things like that it could get really messy with with, with things like that yeah because i know like uh, my son's a, a soccer coach and stuff they already got teams calling off on for soccer already and, you know, if they're coming from very far away, so it could be, you know, a team coming from two and a half hours away might not be coming right now. Right. So, like, and then, like you said, to find a game right now, I mean, it's going to be really tough. So I think there is going to be some teams playing, you know, if they do play, you know, they might play eight games, they might play nine. And, you know, then if something happens during the season, though, you know, you got to quarantine, then you're going to be the next two weeks, you're going to have to forfeit games. Right, so, and I did see the OH. Yeah, the OHSA did. Uh, I think they eliminated or they minimized the the required amount of games for the postseason because they anticipated, you know, it being difficult to find different schools to play during these times. And of course, with the ever changing conditions of the coronavirus, you know, you don't know where an outbreak is going to start. And of course, with the health and safety in mind, you know, you don't want to go play a team that's you know might have had, you know five, six, seven different players, you know, infected. Right. And, I mean, I, I, I haven't got to listen to the whole show, but any more word on Ohio University sports? Or, I mean, still, 
still going as, as planned, right? As of right now, the Mid-American Conference presidents met, I want to say, about an hour or two hours, sometime earlier today. Uh, but they came out of that meeting, and there was no change. So the Mid-American Conference right now, which includes, you know, Ohio and all the other comp uh, all the other schools in the conference, but um, they're going to reconvene and try to put together a plan on Saturday. Uh, so they're, they're just trying to buy themselves more time and, and see what happens. But as of right now, the MAC is the only school or the only uh, conference that does not have a COVID-19 plan. They haven't adjusted their schedule for anything. They haven't adjusted any plans. Uh, they did cut back on a couple of sports championships, uh, but that was uh, back in March, April. Uh, but no. I mean, I keep my fingers crossed that we, you know, get to play sports and um, and Ohio University gets to. Um, gosh, I just you can't go without much time without sports. <laughs> right. You know, and thankfully we got sports back. You know, we got the Reds, even though they're losing right now. We got the Reds back. You know, we've got you know NASCAR has been coming back. Golf is back up and going. NBA, if you're an NBA fan, that's back up and going again. Uh, so we do have things coming be, back. Are you liking watching as much? I mean, it's it's a big difference without fans. I mean, it is. I've been I've been watching it, but it, it's kind of been hard sometimes. But uh, you know, I have been watching it. Yeah, I, and you know, it's got to be hard to play too without fans. Right. Yeah, I think it's it, it's definitely a different experience. There there is times I do like when you can hear you know like coaches yelling out things and things like that. It's it, it's interesting to be able to hear some things that you normally wouldn't if it was a packed crowd. But I do agree at times it is kind of weird to just sit there and there's no one in the ballpark. You're staring at some uh, cardboard cutouts in the stands. Right, right, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's gonna be you know, for high schools too. If, I mean, I don't know what Athens has said yet or anything, but I mean, how many fans are going to let in the games? Right. Um, a lot of schools are not going to have too much money, you know. To, you know, you got to pay the referees and um, pay the coaches. Know, cost of playing games, so you got you got to sort of have some fans to hopefully break even or so. I know you're not going to make much money this year, but I'm sure a lot of people's not going to have a a whole regular amount of attendance. I wouldn't think. But. Right, and I don't even know, you know, coming from a media standpoint, you know, what the press box will look like or what you know the sidelines will look like. Because I doubt that we'll have, you know, I, I heard a little bit about, you know, WUB and, and the uh, Gridiron Glory show. Uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to put together what they do. Um, just because I don't know if they'll have that sideline access. Because you got, you're talking right. about, you know, student reporters coming out from who knows where across the country to report on the, on the uh, you know, local high schools, which is great. You know, it tells the stories, it, it airs it on TV. Uh, but on the other side, you know, you're talking about anybody coming from anywhere and then going out into the community, uh, which would then, right. you know, might infect others. So, I mean, that's one concern that, that you might have, or even if you go with the Athens Messenger and, uh, you know, with, you know, if Arkley comes back or with uh, Kevin Wiseman, you know, will they be able to be on the sideline? Even though they're in the community, you know, are they going to minimize that risk uh, for all the students out there, you know, playing football or, or playing soccer or, or, uh, or wherever? Right. So, uh, yeah, well, hopefully here pretty soon we'll find out for sure. And like you said, it's like three weeks away. And I think like high school golf, I think they started already, I think. Yeah, golf and I think and, maybe uh, uh, cross country too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they've had any meets yet, but, I mean, I know they're going to play in some volleyball. Right. And, uh, you know, the thing with volleyball, it's inside. I mean, that's another kind of concern. Mm -hmm. But... Right, but I guess you know we'll we'll see how it goes. So, um, like I said, you know, there's still a couple of uh, school boards around that might make an impact on it too. And you know, right. I also saw where some of the local teams down here, the numbers on the football team are not very good right now. So uh, we'll see how long they play too, because we get you know just regular injuries, and you don't have too many. That's gonna be fun. I think it was Belfry. I heard the other day only had like 14 kids. 14 or 15 kids. Yeah. yeah. It's, I know South, South Guy is another one. They ended up last year with 14. Yeah. Man. Well, so, and, and think of uh, Federal Hawking, too. I know there was some talks from going from an 11-team football team down to a 9-team uh, football team before right. the, the the virus. So I, I don't know I what... They got 20, I've heard they got 23 to 25 kids right now. That's good. 
So, yeah, they're going to play like a JV schedule. And um, so that's good. I mean, good, that's really good numbers for them right now. So Yeah. Yeah, it's a waiting game. We all got to kind of keep our fingers crossed and uh, hope we figure out a plan that allows the, uh, you know, uh, allows us to get back to football. I think it's going to be an exciting year in the hockey in Ohio this year, TVC. So hopefully they get to play it. I tell you what, in TVC Ohio, look out for Benton County. Yeah, I mean they were a good team last year. You know, they were just a couple yeah, points they- away from winning a couple of those close ball games. They had Athens beat yeah. <laughs> late in the game. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've been hearing they've been really a lot of kids out, and they've been practicing really hard. And uh, uh, I've heard they've been looking pretty good. So yeah, it's, so it's going to be interesting. So anyway, I'll let you guys go. I know the show's almost over. I think. <laughs> well, I always appreciate the call. Welcome anytime. All right. Okay. Thanks. Have a good one. And again, it's a sports fan presented by J&K Contracting. Uh, Mills and Mike alongside with Joey Medora. And yeah, I mean it, it is crazy to think three weeks away from now. Yeah, Literally having, from tomorrow, three yeah, weeks from tomorrow. Three weeks from tomorrow, you know, and hopefully, you know, Vinton County is able to put together a, a pretty good team. Yeah, man, uh, that dive option, you get it running right, you, yeah. you can be tough to stop. I mean, it's, it is, it was going to be a fun year, and I still hope that it can be a fun year, and I hope that a lot of the other schools kind of follow suit to what Athens has done and said, hey, listen, we're still going to have, you know, our season and provide the best environment for our kids yeah. that way that they can still play and they can still play healthy. I think what what you have to realize is if you keep these kids online, high school at least, they're living with their parents, right? They're going to go out and they're going to hang out with their friends, the same kids that they're going to be playing football or soccer or volleyball or any sport that they play with anyway. And college is a little different. Like you and I, we're going to have roommates. Like we're more inclined to stay in our apartment than, you know, keep away from people. But, you know, these high school kids, man, they want to get out. They want to do stuff. And if, if – if they can do it safely by playing a sport through the school, uh, maybe that's maybe that's the best option to go with. Yeah, maybe. You know, and it's it's different when you're talking about bringing you know twenty thousand people back to the university, right? And they're doing that phased return where they're not going to have as many people, uh, you know, coming back uh, at at a certain period of time. I guess they're only doing the people who I mean, should come back. I think I heard it was less than a thousand students for the, really? the phase one. Yeah. That's a that's a small phase one, but they're, now they're saying that everybody's coming back on the eighth, right? September eighth, I, I think, is what we saw in the. I can't, recent I can't, email. I can't keep up with it, man. It's whatever. Well, the plans I, just change day by day. I don't anticipate us going back to in-person classes this semester. I mean, if we do, great, but uh, you know, I kind of accepted it a while ago, especially when we had that outbreak around here when just a couple thousand kids came back for the Fourth of July. Right, and, and you saw what that did. Right. I mean, Athens County went up from a level. What was it? Two, orange, three, up to the three. Red. Yeah, it was yeah. almost. Uh, we were like the one with the star, which is like extreme danger. Yeah, I mean, we were, and we're we're back to level one today, which is a good news. Yeah, uh, uh, but mainly because I mean, you right. know, the bars have shut down. They have those regulations where you got to close at at 10 p.m. I mean, that's something you got to take into account for a school like Athens too. You know, that sometimes the, the the high school kids end up on in in the city of Athens on Court Street doing things, and then they're going to be around all these college kids who were. Some of them aren't going to be as responsible as others, but uh, that's just that's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, again, if we do the right thing, we stay safe, stay healthy, and of course, you know, we hope for uh, the high school seasons to move forward. We hope to learn more about what the Mid American Conference in Ohio University does, because uh, of course, with the Bobcats, I mean, they're projected to have a good football team this year too. So we got to wait and see. That's what the motto has been, and that's what we've got to leave you with today. We've got the Columbus Blue Jackets coming your way at 7 o'clock. Blue Jackets versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Quick game break right now. It's one to nothing Cleveland over Cincinnati in the baseball game. We'll throw it to hockey coming up in 10 seconds. You're listening to the Sportsman on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH.